to the Real Love Podcast. We have an amazing day. I cannot wait for you to hear uh, what we have. We have Dr. Chris Stevens with us, the pastor of uh, Faith Promise Church, and uh, we're going to talk about something today that's amazing. But Pastor, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Great to be with you. Good to be with you, Pastor Zach, and uh, everybody with us. I truly believe that if folks get what we're talking about today, it'll be it'll transform their lives. They will never be the same. Yes, I since you are listening to this podcast, I'm going to make an assumption that you want to grow in some capacity. You could be scrolling through Instagram right now. You could be doing anything, but you're listening to this podcast because you want to better yourself. And again, I said Dr. Chris Stevens, not, you know, playfully. He has his doctorate degree um, and been through all that schooling, done all this stuff. But you would say, because we're going to talk about personal growth plans today, annual personal growth plans. I've heard you say that this is the top tool you use to grow. Is that right? Oh, there's no question. And and you've been you've taught us to do that. Uh, I'm I am Pastor Son or Dr. Chris's son. I've been doing growth plans since I was in eighth grade. And so yeah, so these are these are huge. So, Pastor, tell us a little bit about like why. How did this start in your life? Well. Uh, uh, if you don't know me, I grew up in a in a pretty rough home. Had five stepdads, sexually, physically abused. Uh, was a drug addict. Got high for the first time when I was in the fourth grade. I was ten years old, so my background was was horrible. Uh, yours is way better. Way better. Uh, way better. Bless beyond belief. An incredible, incredible family, really. I've got a great uh, mom. <laughs> but uh, so after an overdose, ended up in the hospital. And uh, there, I just surrendered my life to the Lord. I remember the gospel I heard that God loved us, sort of the John 3.16. Years ago, there used to be a dude in orange hair at every football game that had a John 3.16 sign. I don't mm-hmm. think that guy's out there anymore. But And I just remembered. I didn't know really any Bible and just asked God to do something with this mess I'd created. And he, he actually did. No magic prayer. He just radically altered my life. So I started going to church, and I find out that the number one command, Old Testament, New Testament, every theologian, no matter what what background you have church-wise, everyone agrees the most important thing is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind, and body. New Testament, Jesus affirms it in the New Testament, said that's the most important command. So when I realized that, and again, I've never read the Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm wide-eyed, just blown out of the way every time I, every time I would read it. So I started asking people, hey, this is number one. Oh, yeah, that's number one. Okay, well, tell me how I do that. And just blank, literally blank stares. What do you mean? Well, if it's number one command, how do I do it? Well, go to church. Okay, well, I already do that. Well, read your Bible. Yeah, I do that too. Well, that's it. Pray some. And 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 I just was, again, because I didn't have a church background, I, I, I was wide open, and I just was bum-fuzzled that these people who had been around church and God all their life had no plan. We got a plan for lunch. We got a plan for dinner, vacation, retirement. We got a plan for everything in our life, except the most important thing in the universe. I, I just was aghast by that. So over the years, I began to develop it, hone it, develop it, hone it until I've, I've written one book and have written a second book about it. And it is just it is just a formula, a plan to do the most important thing, to learn to love God more. So I, I love that. I, I think we definitely just stop and take an inventory of that because a lot of people on here, you do love God and you want to do that. 
But have you ever stopped and asked that question? It's a pretty simple question, but how do I love God? And so uh, even on the notes on your phone or if you have something in front of you, what would be your answer to that? How, like today, how do I love God? And how do I, how am I intentional that that keeps on going? You know, again, I, I think like what Pastor said, you know, we, we have these things that we want to move forward, but a lot of times there's external accountability. But if we're not careful, we won't have any of that spiritually. No, and, it, and it really can be the, the scripture likens our walk with God to a marriage. God called the Israelites, he used the illustration of a marriage when they straight away, he said they were, they were committing adultery, spiritual adultery. So if you're married and you don't work on your marriage, as you and I talk about, nobody drifts to a desired location. Right. You just don't wake up one day, I'm successful, I'm where I wanted to be. No, no, they're planning and preparation and a, and a vision and a goal to get where you want to be. And it could be in your profession. It could be in your marriage. It could be in your what, whatever it is. Well, we know that there's, the most important thing is, is to love God. So there's got to be a, a plan and a focus just like you can have a date night with your spouse. There's got to be, there's got to be some things that God has op- doors that God has opened that we walk through regularly. Right. And so, again, so if we start with the why, why do we want to have a personal growth plan? It would be a manifestation of how we love God and, and making sure that that's moving forward. And so that's the why. So as we start to go in the how, and, and let's start assuming that some people listening have never had a personal growth plan. So uh, like the one that you live by today wouldn't be where to start. If you were telling somebody, the person listening who's never had a growth plan before, like practically, how would they start that? Well, that's a great question, and and I would have to back up one level and say, you know, where where are you at? Are you are are you a seeker thinking about God, or are you a new believer, or have you or have you know, or have you been walking with Him, or, or are you mature? So those three things would greatly change your growth plan. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yes. How how would somebody? be able to place themselves because age isn't age no, is a sign, to do with age. right or church attendance Correct. right and so you said seeker uh you know new christian mature like like again even if you just had three categories how what would be kind of a litmus test i know you i didn't ask you to prepare for that question but how would you have somebody kind of denote where they are so that well, we can help them get started it's a great question i have a test most people pretty much know where they are you know, uh, okay. hey, I've never read the Bible. Hey, you know, I've been in church a few times. So really, I grew up. I, I know what I believe. I might not be able to prove it. And so if you're a rookie, you know, uh, there are 13 or 14 doors that God developed. He created that we access him, like the Word, the, the, the Bible. And in the Bible, there's Scripture reading, Scripture study, memorization, meditation. So there are four different things that we do in and then there, there's there are prayer, there is silence, solitude, sabbathing, there's fasting, uh, there and so there there the there are the doors, and even somebody who's seeking after God typically picks the doors they like, mm-hmm. like a restaurant. You don't go to a restaurant where the food's terrible. You go where you know you're going to get a good meal, or somebody told you, "Hey, I went there. The steak is unbelievable." So you may. You may already use a couple of those doors. 
But there are doors you don't like. Mm-hmm. Either you don't know about them or you don't like them. Like my least, actually, I have two least favorites. One is fasting. Mm. That's a, that, that mm. was easy when I was your age. It's far more, <laughs> more difficult. And a new door that, I, honestly, I've been doing a personal growth since 19, plant since 1991. I found a new door. Just found it in my Bible reading plan just in the last four A door weeks. that you don't like or a door you didn't know existed? A door that I never saw as a door. Mm. I knew it existed, but I didn't see it as a door. But in my Bible reading plan, God just opened my eyes and said, hey, here's how people grow closer to me. And it is, I didn't even mention it because it's a terrible door. Nobody, nobody is going to put this on their growth plan, including me, which is the door of suffering. Mm. So nobody says, hey, is there, hey, you think maybe I could suffer this week? No, we're, we're saying, Lord, bless me. I don't want to suffer this week. But maybe in a, a growth plan is I'm going to develop a theology of suffering so that if I lose someone, somebody walks out on me, you know, I go bankrupt. I hit a wall that I actually have a framework that in the midst of that I'm going to seek God even harder. Yeah. And I'm going to grow closer because, again, like you said, the why, the end goal of the growth plan is to be closer, more intimate with God. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that, that that's good. Hey, if we, when we post this on social media, because I think this, this does matter, um, because we've been doing growth plans for a long time. Long time. And we can make an assumption. And so when we do post this, whether it's on Instagram or whatever, we'll try to accompany with a, just a list of those doors that people can, that people can process through and look at. Um, because I, I do think that that matters. Let me ask you another question. Um, Before you hold that question, one thing as, as people, because people are by and large spiritually lazy. Mm-hmm. Now, you're obviously not lazy because you're listening. Right. But those of you that, that have a growth plan, it is not an Egyptian taskmaster. It is not legalism. It's a plan. I've been making them since 1990. I have never, ever finished the year and accomplished everything on my plan. Mm-hmm. I never walk away guilty. I don't walk away feeling bad. I had a great year because of all the disciplines of the doors that I continue to access. But some people who may be a little obsessive and compulsive need to check all the boxes and right. cross all the T's and dot all the I's. It will actually cause them guilt. And that, please hear me, please hear me. God does not use guilt. That's the enemy's tool. So guilt is not about the kingdom. So if you begin this and you and you don't, let's let's say scripture memory, that you said this year you're going to memorize a verse a month, and you only memorize nine, and then you want to feel bad. Well, I bet last year you didn't memorize any right. because you didn't have a plan. Right. This year you memorize nine. So right. don't focus. I missed my goal. I didn't do the last three. No, no. Celebrate the fact. That you're that you're hiding God's word in your heart right. that you might not sin against Him Psalms one nineteen eleven yeah that, that's actually it's perfect because that's where I was going is um, when because it's personal growth plan if you've never done that I would say most people have done kind of like a New Year's resolution type situation which it's really the same thing but all geared towards your faith um, and I've made those the same you know so my my and I know yours does too but finances things like that because. Really, all of our life it flows from the spiritual. So I, I think that it's important. You talked about a little bit there about. I had two questions as far as um, 
endurance goes throughout the year. So the first one is, hey, what do you do if you fall off? And you've taught me since I was little, hey, you need to be a rapid repenter, you know, just like Paul, just like Peter, be a rapid repenter. I think that's been a game changer for me. But let me ask you this one too. I think this is, cause that, that gets a lot of us, is that um, we, we really, we shy away from it because it's, it's a source of guilt. I love what you said. God doesn't use guilt. It's, it's so true. Uh, but how could we use it? How, what would be a way that you would say, here's how you can make it a consistent part of your life? Because you have a group of us who maybe we hide from it because it's a source of guilt, but then you have another group of us that just we make it and then we forget about it. How, how have you made it where it's, it's a consistent part of your, your flow of life? You know, yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, if you go 43%, scientists tell us 43% of what we do is automatic. It's habit. We do, you don't get in the shower and think I'm going to wash my hair. Then I'm going to wash my face. No, no, you just get in the shower and just it's automatically takes over. So almost half of what we do is habit. And so if we'll be careful, A, to create good habits, learn how to create them, create a good habit. But if then I'm going to ask for years, ask the Lord, the, the prayer that David prayed in Psalms 51, David had committed adultery. He had committed murder. The greatest king of Israel, the man after God's own heart. So that should make you feel better automatically. But but he he prays a prayer in Psalms 51. He says, Lord, sustain me with a willing spirit. Or I translate that, Lord, make me want to. So give me the desire. So I create, it's a habit. I set I have things ready for tomorrow. I know it's the first thing we're gonna do. It's the most important thing I do, and so I heavily guard it. People ask me all the time, hey can, hey, can we meet for breakfast? I say, I'm, I'm so booked, but I'm sorry. We can do lunch. We can do afternoon coffee. We can do a lot of things. But that morning is set aside. Now, part of this is easier for me. I get paid to be spiritual. I'm a pastor. I don't punch a clock. I don't have to be at work at 7 o'clock in the morning. I get to set my own schedule. So, again, don't feel guilty. Because my growth plan now is a couple hours a day, but it, it wasn't at first, and I get paid to be spiritual. So, uh, you know, don't when you create the plan, what I, w- when our church was smaller, I met with every staff member every year to review their plan. Well, some people thought they were Superman. I'm going to read the Bible through 12 times, and I can remember one staff member. They're still here. They're incredible, wonderful, godly woman, one of our kids' pastors. But she... She had the most aggressive plan you've ever seen. She had two twin boys, newborns. She was working. She had newborns. She had three other kids, a husband. And I looked at that plan and laughed. She said, what's wrong? I said, we're going to give me a scalpel, and I'm going to knock about 80% of this plan out. Because if you, if you make it aggressive and then you don't hit it, you feel worse about yourself and you quit. So let's take baby steps. So if you're pretty new, let's read the New Testament this year. That's basically a page a day. You know, if you're a little better, then get on the personal growth plan with us that that we have. It's off you version. You you there's there have a hundred they have a hundred Bible reading plans. We use a specific plan, and uh, but begin to develop habits. But realize that we have an enemy. Jesus talks often about the devil. Some may or may not believe in him, but Jesus did. 
and he will fight you where things are most important. And there's nothing more important than you learning to love God more and be closer and more like him. So he will fight you on this plan. Your calendar will fill up. You'll have every reason not to do it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I want to encourage you out there. I don't know where you're at spiritually, but it's our belief um, that everything is spiritual. And so if you're having problems with your marriage or with your finance or things like that, that there is a there's a level of spirituality that's involved with that, you know, whether it's against selfishness or greed or whatever it might be. Now, we are we are not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. Right. So the spiritual is actually more important. Uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, so just to walk back through, and then I have one more kind of point that is the advanced point that I really want you guys to get. So we have the why. We have a growth plan because we, we want to love God, and, and this is how we do that. Uh, it's not something for guilt. It's not something to beat you up with um, and to continually bring it in front of you to have it in your life. For me personally, I have an hour a week where it's scheduled from 4 to 5 on Thursday, which is the end of my office hours, where I do a review and a preview. So I review my week, or the, how, did I accomplish things I want to. I preview my next week, and I look at all my meetings in the days, and I say, this is what I want to accomplish, and I review my personal growth plan. Um, and it's it's a game changer. And it, it actually, Good. it gives my, because I'd go in there and put some notes, and uh, when I am brave enough to send it to my accountability partners, uh, my brother actually, he sent it, and not seven minutes later, he wrote back, all he wrote back was, it looks like you're not leading your family well. And so without... Without that growth plan, it would have taken him four or five lunches and me being vulnerable for him to have that dart to send right into my heart. But because I was developing myself and then invited him into it, 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 it sincerely, he got to skip 10 levels of or, or 10 hours of conversation and just, and just poke on the need. And so if you want to grow with God, first of all, that's huge. But then you want to be developed by other people. I think this is a game changer for that. So the last thing I wanted to make sure that we covered was we have the why, we have how. And I think by and large, the most advanced, um, the most advanced uh, kind of the moniker of maturity, if you will, is whenever we start teaching others. And so what parts of your growth plan is is about service because we you're not a guy who wants to just spiritually eat, 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 be a big fat Christian, not moving. You know, so we eat to act. And so, what would you put on there? And I, I, I bet I could guess the ones you're going to say. But what would you put on there to make sure that this growth plan gets you moving out there to make a difference? Yeah, well, one of the things on it is evangelism. So I'm going to put on there a certain number of people that I'm going to set a personal goal that I'm going to share my faith with. And it's probably not fifty. Yeah, oh, it is. It's honestly, it's going to be twelve, one a month, because I live at church and and uh, I, I I have to work to be around. I remember I was hiring a guy and he said I can't wait to go to work at church because I'll be able to start sharing my faith. And I laughed and I said, actually, if you're not sharing your faith now, because I knew what business he was in, should you're around people every day that are far from God, and if you're not talking to anybody. You're now only going to be around people that are closer to God. So it's going to be far more difficult for a quote unquote professional Christian. Right. You know, so I'm going to do that. I'm also, because now I'm older, I'm 61, uh, I'm, I am adding spiritual father 
And who are the men of God that I'm going to pour into and father and care for? Uh, you know, so those are two things on my growth plan that will, again, my growth plan is about the doors, but it, it's not pointed at me. It's pointed at heaven. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to read the Bible through every year and I'm going to be open and learn. But all that is about action. Scripture says not those that hear the word that are just before God is those that do the word that are justified. And so it, it is about an active walking it out. We live in America where it's about going to church, checking the box off for, six, for uh, 60 minutes a week, and then living like you want to live. Just, just God's not a part of that. That's just we've gotten there slowly. And if, if we truly are followers of Jesus, then loving God is number one. And, and so this is, this is an incredible way. Now, if you've got a better plan, do your plan. Right. But if you don't have one, don't 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 think it's going to happen by default. Make a deliberate decision, a willful choice, and then uh, give it to some people. Give it to an accountability partner, mm-hmm. someone that's not going to beat you up with it, but someone. Everybody that I mentor, I le- I learn their, I memorize their growth plan, and then I'll ask questions. But then, as the year goes by, I ask deeper questions. Not not are you praying, but hey, what's God saying in your prayer time? Right. So that I can ascertain how can I help you right grow and and uh, we we don't have time to get into this part uh, but if you're again we work at a, a church called faith promise and if you want to log on on the weekend and watch some of the message in December pastor is going to talk about having a word for the year which I think is a game changer oh, maybe, my mercy. maybe we can do a whole nother podcast around it, but having a word, a word for the year so we'll, we'll do that um, and uh, but I I, I want to encourage you. Uh, I think evangelism is for every Christian. Again, some Christians are winning two hundred people a year. Some people are winning one a year. Uh, most of us are not sharing our faith unless it's it, we've committed to it somewhere. It, it again, I think it's what the devil fights the hardest against. And so I want to encourage you to put that on there. But will you also take an inventory of your gifts? So I like to develop people. And so like I, I want to look at somebody and I ask the Holy Spirit, what questions should I ask them? And so like I have a daughter, her name's JL, she's seven, and I've been developing her with on prayer. And so I asked her a question. I said, hey, baby, do you ever pray when you're not with me? And uh, she said, she said, no, dad. And I said, okay, so what we're going to do during Bible time, you'll do Bible time. And then, and then you'll sit on that side of the couch, I'll sit on this side, and we're both going to pray for, for three minutes on our own, and we'll come back, and we'll just say, what did you say to God, and then what did God say to you? And then, uh, so again, I think we can get even more, but what, the reason I bring that up is, what is it that God has gifted you with? Dr. Newton, um, who is a dentist out in Anderson County, he is a servant, and God has gifted him to serve. And if you called him at two in the morning and said, hey man, my, my, my tire went flat and I, I need help, he would feel like, he would be over like with the energy of getting to do what he loves to serve somebody. And so what is it that God has uniquely gifted you to do and then write it down? And then is it asking developmental question every two days? Just do that so you can, and it's not, again, it's not for guilt, it's for accountability. Again, you don't have a gas gauge on your car to make you guilty. You have a gas gauge on your car to say, hey, you're almost out of gas. You, you need this. And so uh, we're, we, we are going to wrap it up. But again, I, I'll tell you this. I, I'll, let, I'll let Pastor sign off. Um, we love you. And you, you living the life 
that God has ordained you to live means a ton to us. You discovering your purpose and you uh, winning your world, it, it just makes a huge deal for us. So, uh, Pastor, any final words on our growth plan? Well, my, my drive, my verse is Colossians 1, uh, 1, 20 and 29, and it's about presenting everybody complete. And you may think that, hey, God, you know, this is not for me. Can I tell you? God loves you. He sent his son for you, and he wants to know you better. And he gave a ton of ways so that you and him could hang out, you could learn more about him, and you could walk a life that is incredible. So uh, try it out. Try it out for three months. Don't make it aggressive. Just put three or four things. I'm going to pray for a few minutes. I'm going to read my Bible, start in the New Testament, and uh, you know, just a couple things. I'm going to memorize a few verses of Scripture and see what God does because I think it's going to be sweet and you're going to want some more. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, He is good. So we, we believe in you. We know you can do it, and we know God wants to help you. So walk in, walk in that. Can't wait to hear back from some ways that God is touching your life. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for your time. Hope you have an awesome day. Yeah.